0: welcome to the public storyteller my name is michael stock with dr karen neal karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at florida atlantic university hi karen
1: hey michael
0: what story do we have today
1: Michael, you know that we promote some of the authors from the Miami Book Fair who have South Florida stories to share. Here's one from Marshall John Fisher. My
2: family moved to Miami in uh, August of 1966 when I was three years old. And coincidentally, just as the Miami Dolphins were beginning their very first preseason ever, it was the first year of the Dolphins uh, football team, Six years after that, when I was nine, my, I was finally a, a big fan of the team, along with my father and brother. Uh, and in 1972, we uh, only got to go to one game, but we went to game five of the perfect season, the year the Dolphins went undefeated. And I still remember that day, a hot sunny day in October, driving from where we lived uh, in the village of Kendale, on Kendale Boulevard, that way out near Dade South, to the Orange Bowl, where I'd never been driving up the palmetto and out 836 to this part of miami that was unknown to me and i remember my dad looking for a free parking spot up on probably on 15th or 16th street and and we got one and we walking the half mile or mile down 17th avenue over the miami river which i had never seen and um, we went to this the game and i remember entering the orange bowl this incredible feeling of entering this gargantuan stadium but Uh, Unfortunately, as you might remember uh, from that game, my only real memory of that game is the sight of Bob Greasy being wheeled out on a stretcher because that was the game when uh, he got sacked and broke his ankle and was lost for the rest of the regular season. So there was this feeling of great despondency in the stands that this really promising season was uh, on the rocks. No one was thinking about undefeated yet, but uh, it certainly seemed like a bad, bad omen. Uh, but as we now know, of course, uh, Don Shula that year, had just that year, had brought in Earl Morrill, the old veteran who had been uh, his backup for Johnny Unitas back up in Baltimore. He had brought him down to Miami to be Greasy's backup. And Earl Morrill, age 38, came in that game, relaxed, confident, and just said, all right, boys, let's keep it going. And he, he took him to a victory in that game and for 11 straight games uh, until Bob Greasy was able to come back in the playoffs. And the Dolphins finished their historic perfect season, 17 and 0. Now, 10 years later, I was a sophomore at college up in freezing New England. And uh, I'd started as a physics major, but I had been taking some creative writing classes with Jeffrey Wolf, who was the head of the creative writing program there. And I decided I wanted to change my major to creative writing and become a writer. And so I went to meet with him and uh, he gave me pretty much the academic equivalent of better keep your day job. He told me, I suggest you keep your physics major. And he explained to me that although I was a proficient writer, he, he said I didn't seem to have much a passion. The stories he had read of mine didn't show a great passion for writing. And, he, you know, it's not, a diff- not an easy way to make a living uh, as a writer. And he thought if you're going to switch your major to something so much less remunerative than physics, you better really, really be passionate about it. So I walked out of there, and uh, instead of just giving up, though, I decided to come up with the best story I could and uh, really show him. And what I came up with was a story about Miami in 1972. Uh, and, and I wrote a story about a kid in Miami, older than I had been. This was about a high school senior in 1972 and who loved the Dolphins so much, and how, about how he and his friends went through that that fall Uh with their lives and following this this perfect team. And I wrote the story, and the title of it was 17 and 0. And I turned it in, and it went pretty well when we had the class about it and everyone discussed it. And then I went to see Mr. Wolf in his office, and I walked in, and he just said, All right, you're in. And he had accepted me to the creative writing major. Uh, and I don't think it's uh, a coincidence that the story I wrote that really convinced him of my passion for writing was about the subject of the 72 Miami Dolphins, which. Oddly enough, at that time, seemed like ancient history to me. It was 10 years in the past, you know? <laughs> but anyway, to my parents' dismay, I did change my major from physics to uh, creative writing, and uh, I became a writer. And And during my career, I've always kind of intended to write about the 72 Dolphins again. I did write a screenplay a few years after that, based on that story, and it was also called 17 and 0, uh, but nothing came of that. Uh, but, you know, when the 30th anniversary was approaching, I thought of maybe a book about them and then again on the 40th, but I had other projects at those times. So finally, with the 50th anniversary looming, I I wrote a proposal and was able to get a book contract a few three years ago for a book about them. And, And not just about the team, but about Miami in 1972 and everything that was going on behind the scenes of that season. And now the 50th anniversary is upon us and that book has just come out and it has the same title as that short story That I wrote 40 years ago. It's called 17 and 0, Miami 1972, and and the NFL's only perfect season.
0: Marshall John Fisher celebrating the Dolphins' perfect season.
1: You know, Michael, there is a trope in movies and in books a lot where somebody is young and they experience something and then they go on throughout their lives to do something that is a reflection of what happened when they were young. And this is a wonderful example of that.
0: I like this story so, Karen, because I, too, was a young boy growing up in South Florida, and I I think sports had such an impact on me, too. I was a Miami Dolphin fan, and in 1971, they lost the Super Bowl, and it was so emotional for me that I, I kind of swore off sports. But I remember the Dolphins going 17-0, and and they're still the only perfect NFL team with a Super Bowl win.
1: I really had no idea about this story, and it was extremely exciting. I was also, as an arts person, I have to say, Michael, I was excited that he switched his major from physics. His parents probably weren't as excited. I often say STEM courses are really important, but to hear about about somebody who became a writer and made good. I can't hear enough of that kind of story, I tell you.
0: And it also goes to show you that a story could be written over again. I mean, he made a book out of this, and this is a story that's 50 years old now.
1: That's fairly common for writers Uh, we've got themes in our heads we do things in a short version and then we do them in a longer version and academics do that a lot Uh, excuse the expression we kind of cannibalize our own work and you know we'll do something uh some a small piece of writing and then we'll take some of that writing and use it for something else or the other way around so that is a fairly good thing for writers to do. I love, however, that he used the same title because that, you know, there is something, and to go back to what I said about the trope, there is something so amazing about somebody who knew what he cared about when he was young and followed through. And it's not always the case, obviously. And it's not a problem if it isn't. I mean, we grow and we develop. But do you remember that idea of the outliers that you've got to put 10,000 hours into something to be a a true superstar at it? He put more than 10,000 hours, I'm sure, into this story. And he's a superstar at writing this story.
0: For us old timers in South Florida, this is a great story. <laughs> I love this story.
1: <laughs> there is something very important to be said about that. What builds community. It's shared stories. And this is the kind of a story that a community can get together behind. This is the kind of success story that people can be proud of their community for. And so that's terrific.
0: And the best part about it is that we're never going to see another perfect NFL season again.
1: Never say never. (laughs)
0: Well, thanks for bringing this story in. And and uh, Marshall's going to be at the book fair talking about his book.
1: He will. His book is called 17 and O, Miami 1972 and the NFL's only perfect season. He's going to be talking about this on November 19th at 3 p.m. Room 8201. And the address to get more information about the Miami Book Fair, miamibookfair.com.
0: And if we have listeners who'd like to share their South Florida story, Karen, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Please send me an email to C. Neal. That's C N is a Nancy E I L E at FAU.edu. I don't need a summary of the story, just request the simple instructions and I'll be happy to send them on to you.
0: Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Thanks, Karen.
1: Thank you so much, Michael.
0: My name is Michael Stock, the public storyteller returns next Sunday.